recruiting animal here. I'm here with you on November 29th, 2017. Two more shows before the end of the year. Unbelievable. But here's what I want to tell you today. The other day, I saw someone handing out advice in a video, and his attitude indicated that he was so certain that what he was saying was right and true that it seemed to rule out, at least for me, any possibility of disagreement at all. You know, I just got the feeling that any opposition would be seen by him as being totally ridiculous. And, you know, when someone speaks with that kind of certainty, you do get the feeling that maybe he knows what he's talking about. Otherwise, how could he seem so sure? Really? You know? But you know what? Absolute certainty and the truth, they're not always the best of friends. If you believe what you're saying to be absolutely true, you might just be eating your own dog food. And you know what a dog's breakfast means? You know what it means? They throw up and then they eat it themselves. You see what I'm saying? These guys who know the absolute truth, they might be believing their own garbage, you know? But all the same, if you want to sell well, it might make sense to take a strong stand and a strong stance because people naturally assume that confidence means that you're a subject matter expert. And if you want to be convincing, you have to project certainty. Okay? So it's a double-edged thing, you know? Are you a bullshit artist or are you just confident for real? Anyway, final final message. Here's a silver lining to this whole absolute certainty thing. Ordinary people can achieve spiritual freedom when they see these know-it-alls disagree with each other because that's when you know that you can't rely on them because they're confident that's not a good enough reason and you have to use your own judgment to know what's right because all the smart guys, they don't agree with each other. But final exception to that rule. You can always trust us here on Jerry. Jerry! What show is it? The Recruiting Animal Jim, are you here today? 
Jim. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. You want to make a, a, a speech or something, about a declaration about, you know, what you want or, you know, anything like that? I'll make it really fast. I shut down brandstorming in the sourcing work lab. After 12 years, I'm ready to go inside. And uh, uh-huh. if someone's looking, I am on the market. I just have to stay in Dallas so I'm close to my girls. So if you okay. if you have a note, uh, give, you know, send me a note. No, that's Jim at brandstorming.com. Okay, see, brandstorming it's a, it's a it's a play on brainstorming. It's supposed to be witty. Okay, and I think it is. And his phone number is. Can I give your phone number out? Is that allowed? Please do. Jim. Yes, please do. Two one four. Area code two one four five zero nine seven two six two. If you listen to this show, you know that Jim is smarter than you. And if your ego can handle that, you might want to hire him. Okay. So, okay. Our guest Alex Moyle has called in three times. Let's see if the third time is a charm. It, you know, no echo and all that crap. Alex, are you here? I'm here. I'm here, animal. Can you hear me? It's much better than it was before. Okay. Uh, no tremendous. echo or anything like that. So I'm going to say, first, I've got a new shtick. No singing today. I want to do laughing yoga. You, uh, It's a real thing. You just fake laughter for uh, a little while, and it makes you feel good. Are you in on that? Can can you do I'm that with that. me, Alex? Yeah, yeah I'll okay. do that. Jerry, Jerry, fake laughter? Uh, Jerry, you in? Yeah, I, I do fake laughter all the time. Okay, Jim, <laughs> whoever else is in. Hey, uh, I'm not going to fake it. I'm... <laughs> hey, Animal, I'm not going to fake it. I'm actually going to be laughing at you. Okay, good. Be, I'll be There's a lot it. of people I'll... here. There's a lot of people. Let's go. One, two, three. And okay, one, two, three, go. Oh, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Good. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Okay. That was better than singing. That was fun. That was okay, fun. we'll do it every week. We'll see if yeah, that works. Good. Okay. Alex Moyle on Twitter is A-L-E-X underscore M-O-Y-L-E. Okay? I'm going to read his uh, elevator pitch. You can just correct me, okay, if I'm wrong. You okay. are a recruiting... You're a recruiting trainer in England, yes or no? Correct. That is me. Okay. And you've got some kind of software called Nurture IT, and it sits on top of a a CRM and shows it analyzes all the data for you in a way that a regular CRM doesn't. It shows you the sales pipeline. Is that a a decent uh, explanation? That's right. We've got yeah. it's, uh, it's not, it doesn't link to the CRM, but basically replaces your lead spreadsheet and your work in progress spreadsheet, so you can see all your pipeline on three easy tabs, and it you can connect teams together. So you, the idea being a manager can get a view on everyone's pipeline of what they're going to do and what they're okay, going to close. Okay, we're going to get to that when we clicks. talk about when we talk about how people should be working. You can uh, I'll do it. We'll pitch your uh, your stuff too, but it's nurture it dot io. Yeah, NurtureIt.io, right. okay? Yeah. And uh, today our focus is going to be, uh, and usually we don't have a focus, but I'd like to talk about business development. That's what uh, I'm interested in. I think Jerry is interested in that too, and so are some other people here, okay? So I'm going to start first off with some definitions. If I'm putting people to sleep, just tell me, okay? 
First of all, I want to define marketing. There's a guy, a cranky guy on my Facebook group. His name's Tom Marino. I might be getting in trouble for saying that. Here's how he defines marketing. Marketing is demand generation and lead generation. Okay, I like that. Marketing is demand generation and lead generation. So cold calling is marketing. It's telemarketing. Yeah. You're generating you're generating leads. You know, branding is marketing, okay? It, uh, so far, Alex, will you go with me, agree with me about that? Yeah, I'd say, that that's, good? I'd say that's a good definition so far. Yep. Okay, and so now here's where it comes. What is sales, okay? Now, it seems to me that some people are saying that sales is any one-to-one conversation where you're finding out about the needs of the prospective uh, candidate or the candidate or customer and you want to know what they want and you're telling them where your offering meets their needs that's what some people consider sales to be and, and they call it just communication in fact the people who say that they often say i am not selling because they think they're not trying to persuade anybody they're just conveying information between uh themselves or their company and this prospect. Do you have anything to say about that, Alex Moyle? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think marketing is really about brand awareness. Sales is, is getting commitment. It's bringing people to a point of decision. Guys say, I'm not selling. They think it's hard selling or something like that, pushing. I, what does it mean they say, I'm not selling? Yeah, the thing is, is that it depends. The problem is that the word sales is tainted. And so the reality is selling in itself is neither good nor bad. The sell is the, is the outcome that you're, you're looking for. And how you sell is really determined by how you make people feel. So I'm cool with the word selling. The problem is for many people, selling is tainted by uh, like Glenn Clary, Glenn Ross, Boiler Room. Okay. Listen to Steve Ward. Steve Ward, who was a guest on the show. Here's what he says. Why would anyone want to sell a job to a candidate? Surely the goal is to attract and submit candidates who get it, have, been pro- have properly researched your company, and want to work for your organization. So, again, here's a guy, a smart guy. He says there's no selling at all. It's really just marketing. You present this information, and you're only interested in the people who virtually, I guess, select themselves. It's, it's, it's the inference is that selling is it's getting people to do something they don't want to do. So Overcoming objections. That's not hard selling because someone might not. You know, Jerry told me a great story. He, you said, listen, I've got this position for you. And he said, I want to stay where I am. I know I'm going to get promoted in a year. I said, hey, I'm, I'm talking about a promotion right now. Why wait a year? And he's like, you know, that makes sense. Let's check it out. And had I just said, oh, okay, no problem. Good luck with your promotion next year. I wouldn't have even had that opportunity to place him there. So can yeah. we say that over, overcoming objections is a necessary part of selling? Yeah. Yes. Often. Yes. But again, it's, okay. it's about how you it's, it's how you do it, you know, and, and that's that's the key with all of this. Like, ultimately, none of us are good enough. Well, some of you you may be animal, but we can't make anyone take a job they don't want to take. We can't make anyone turn up to a job that they don't want. And so, our goal is to get people to see opportunities that are going to give them what they want. So here's what Alex Rose he said: as an agency recruiter, I don't sell candidates and I don't sell roles. I provide information so candidates and clients can make informed decisions. That sounds like That's it's playing so with words. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry could say the same thing, right? Oh, I just gave him some information, right? But in fact, he was giving him information in response to uh, a bad idea on the part of the candidate. So I would say Alex Rose probably does sell. 
even though he doesn't know it or think he doesn't want, he thinks it's taboo to say you sell. Okay. So the whole thing is this was part of a big discussion where you had guys like Adam Gordon from Candidate ID, uh, and he said recruiting is 80% marketing. And then you've got Tyron Giuliani who says you can't guarantee that the right people are going to see the information at the right time and, uh, you know, not have these illusions uh, that need correction. So uh, I think Tyron has a, a strong argument there for sales. But here's something. We're ta- I called you. I asked you to come on for business development. And you believe that in order to uh, keep yourself front of mind, you just find a bunch of people you'd like to work with and start sending them links to articles that you don't even know if they're interested in just so they keep seeing that they're getting email from you. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, there's a bit more to it than that. I guess uh, front of mind awareness is about you uh, building relationships is about showing that you understand what they need and, and can give them what they need. The business development process is really about showing, hey, I know your industry. Here's an article that's related to industry. Hey, I know you've got this so, project going on. Here's a candidate that is relevant for that project. So how do you do that? You phone them up first or you just send them an email? What do you do? How can somebody like me or Jerry do this, what you're suggesting right now? Well, I mean, I'd, well, if the first email, you're not going to just sort of flip them over an email, a link and say, hey, saw this sort of you. But ideally, uh, my personal preference is I'd pick up the phone and I'd just say, hey, how are you doing? I know you probably got recruiters you'd use. I'd like to do business with you, but I need to know more about you. I need to know more about you before you give me a chance. So, and I'd ask a question about their business. It could be about the industry. It could be about a project they've got going on or a skill set that I've got to benchmark against their team. Uh, another way of doing it is that you find them on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook and you sort of inverted commas breadcrumb them. So, you know, you like a couple of their posts, you maybe make a couple of comments, uh, you share a couple of their articles. The first, the first way you get into their awareness could be either socially led or, or, or phone led. But really it's about just getting you in front of their mind to say, hey, I want to do business with you, but I'm going to have to earn that over time. Okay, well, what if they, they say, I'm not, I don't want to do business. I've, I've got it. You say, you got, yeah, you're right. I've got enough recruiters right now. I don't want to hear your spiel. Just hang up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that like, most of us have a spare, spare wheel in the back of our car. The reason being is if we, a, if we get a flat, we put it on and we get to where we're going. My response is, that's great. I'm not there to replace them, but one day they may not be able to deliver, and I want to be there to help. If they've got a 15 recruiters, then they're probably not going to get you. But most clients have maybe got one, two, three recruiters that they use. So what we want to say is, hey, look, I may not be right now, but one day they can struggle. And uh, I want to be there to help you. Okay, so you say, look, buddy, I know you've got recruiters, but just in case somebody fails you, I want to be in your back pocket, okay? And so you, 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 that's when he says, okay, I'll talk to you. Is that, am I right about that? Yeah, I mean, they may not. All we're, all we're after is a nugget of information. So if you think about the way marketing works, it's picking up a little bit of knowledge every time you make contact. What the re- mistake recruiters make is they want to go, I've got a candidate. Have you got any jobs? Use me, use me, use me. What we're trying to say is we're patient. We'll, we want to take time. We want to know you. And then when you feel we know you and you know us, then, uh, then, then you'll give us a chance. Okay. So even if this guy barely talks to you or this woman, uh, you start emailing them on what a monthly basis. You send them articles, just and you don't even care if they read them. You just want them to say, "Hey, Alex Moyle is out there in this world." 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And you, what you want to do is just be, be front of mind and make sure that the emails or any contact you have is considered and, and irrelevant to the conversations you've either had or okay. the knowledge does that you've every, had from them. Does everybody agree? But before I go to an ad, does everybody agree with them there that uh, you should be emailing people who aren't that interested in you necessarily, who, who haven't opted in necessarily? Yes. Anybody, yes. anybody else think that's going to be uh, uh, – yeah, it's, would, it's the same thing as calling phone, them all the time. I would pick up the phone once a month rather than email, but, you know, any contact is good contact. I would call them. Or they see I would your name email them. them. I would write articles with their name on it, and I would buy a billboard across the street from them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would buy ads on Google and on Facebook to make sure that they kept okay. hearing my name until they bought from me. Because that's marketing. Okay, yeah. so, but, so I just want to know, I mean, should I – make a list of 100 people I want to work with or 50 and start sending them calls I think might be of interest to them. I wouldn't, After, you know, I wouldn't no. some links. I mean, more I than nobody reads it. More, more like 500. Yeah. More, nobody more reads than, that stuff. But Alex Moyle is saying it doesn't matter if they read it. They just see that you're sending them an email. They know you exist. That's the point. Uh, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that because I do email campaigns, but I do email P MPC campaigns, which shows them the type of activity and the type of people I work with, not the fact that I'm an information broker, but the fact that I actually have real people. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, is it could be an article. The key is it's not part of a mailing list. These are like these are individual emails sent to individuals yes. from an individual, and 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 it's not the article that you send. It's basically you saying last time we spoke or contact, you said this because you said this. I'm sending you this. I hope you're okay. Goodbye. Can I share one thing? When I first started recruiting, my, my the company I was working for was trying to get an IT company out of Houston for five years. They could not get that account, and I called and I called. I basically licked the guy's cowboy boots. Okay. And and we got the account. They only worked with five recruiters nationally. I was flown out to Houston, and it was great. But it, it was just a matter of continuing to contact him and, you know, take whatever Gus he's going to give me and call again. Okay. Got to do an ad. Hey, everybody. I got to do an ad. I want you, I'm going to teach you something today in this ad. In the Canadian National Anthem, we call ourselves the True North strong and free but when we say that we're free we're not talking about personal freedom we're talking about national freedom because canada was created when four british colonies banded together to protect themselves from being taken over by the united states okay it's a corporate kind of freedom but the american national anthem calls the united states the land of the free and the home of the brave and when they say land of the free they're talking about personal liberty. It's a little different. Personal freedom is built into the idea of America, and that's why PC Recruiter, my sponsor, is the most American of recruiting software companies because they don't impose their system on you, and that's because their software is so configurable. They let you create the software that suits you, okay? That meets your needs, not the needs that they think you should have, okay? It's not Big Brother with PC Recruiter. So if you want to have your own personal style in recruiting, your own personal workflow expressed in your recruiting software, please consider PC Recruiter. They believe in that saying that if you love something, set it free, and PC Recruiter loves you, okay? So please check them out at PCRecruiter.net.
Alex, is there something else you'd like to tell us about business development before I move on a bit? Pick the people that you know can buy from you, the people you want to do business with, and nurture those relationships over time. Okay, so but if we've been talking uh, again. Uh, I'm just going to about about people. It's really hard to get in touch with the people that you're trying to you know bring on as your customers. You phone them, you don't get them. You leave a voicemail. So you're just saying that the idea is, to, and Kathy was saying, call, 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 never give up. Leave the voicemails and then start sending them emails as well. In other words, pester them, stalk them. Is that the key? It's only stalking if you're not actually thinking about what you're sending. You know, if you're just spamming the same stuff every day, that's just bad. Like if you're thinking about what you're doing, whether it be on the phone or on email or social media, what you're trying to say is, I'm interested, I get your business, and I can help you. And, that, and that's the same for when you send MPC campaigns. Uh, it's the same for when you ring up and you do white papers or salary surveys. You're just trying to show I'm, 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 look, I'm wanting to do business with you and I want to work for it. Yeah, and you don't okay. do it every day, Animal. You do it like once every three weeks. I mean, you just, Paul that's Lippen. how I did Paul it. Paul Lippman, Paul Lippman, are you there? How do you do your biz, biz dev? Yeah, I mean, what I'm doing and, you know, it works is uh, I just MPC candidates to uh, companies, whether they need them or not, and uh, just show them what, what I'm looking list? for and I get callbacks. You, 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 send a, you send a laundry list by email? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm doing a couple of different things, and I'm I'm getting some training from a top trainer, and you know who's a million dollar producer, and he that's exactly what he does, and he's got closing business left and right this month. It's not like, isn't it? Just like what those uh, Indian uh, recruiting companies uh, do, they give you a hold. Little different though, because it's yeah. not you're not spamming, yeah. you're targeting. You, so you, you don't target? say I've got a job. You don't say I've got oh, three Java developers, two, two uh, SAP guys. You don't give them a laundry list of everybody you got. You give them a laundry list of, of people that are specific to their to what you think their needs are. Okay, you're guessing about their needs. Well, you know, let's say you let's I don't do developers anymore, but let's say you've got a Java. You know, you're targeting Java com- companies that need Java programmers, and you say I've got, you know, these three guys available with this. You know, and this is what they've done. Boom, boom, boom. You send it out. And what it does is, yes, it is marketing and it is also selling. But I'll tell you, I made some good placements this year on candidates that I just marketed. I mean, I actually closed have, one one of the biggest deals of my un- life on a candidate. Do you, have an, unsub- you have an unsubscribe no. at the bottom? No. Okay. They're targeted really? emails. Well, would you, uh, if they said, if they said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't right. These these type of people weren't right for me. Would you look to gain more information to send a better candidate next Absolutely. time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If they respond, say, oh, great, I'll get them on the phone. Hey, great. What what are you looking for? And then you engage them in a conversation. And what so if they, they say, they, leave me alone? You say, okay, great. Bye. Hey, cut Alex <laughs> off. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if, if you said if they, if they tell you to leave you alone, I mean, you don't have to do business with everyone in the world to do well. Uh, and my first manager used to say there's two types of companies, destinations and sources. And so yeah. sometimes there is companies that just won't use you ever. And, and that's yep. it's a good it's, it's a good recruiting ground. So uh, uh-huh. I think Paul's point though is that he was targeted with his MPC. He was showcasing his products, and if someone wasn't interested, he would he would look to learn what would make that client okay. interested so next time. How, how would you score uh, on a scale of one to ten with what Paul is doing? And don't hold back. He's a he's a big boy. He can take it if you don't agree with him. How would you give him a rating on a, a scale of 1 to 10 based on what he told you just now? Based on what he told me, I think that's like a, a 7 or an 8, maybe a 9. You know, if he, A lot of it depends on how he follows up the next call. If it's a one hit and then he never follows up, then it's probably a 6. If he follows up 
over and over again to nurture that relationship, then it becomes a 9 and a 10. How often is in the most? I email the same person the same information over a two-week period three times, and if they respond, I'll I try to pick up the phone and call them. If I see that they've opened it, I'll try to pick up the phone and call them. I don't always get to it, but that's what I do. Wow, three times, three times in two weeks, or two, even once mm-hmm. a week. You're sending it that often? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and with a takeaway close to show urgency. And then you know what happens? And then I'll go and maybe a month later, I'll send them another list. A month, and then a month question. later. Okay. You know, how do you decide who you send these emails to? Do you know they're already recruiting, or are these, is it just companies you know nothing about? No, I know what the companies are in my niche. Um, I'm not spamming. I'm going after a specific target. You know what yeah. projects they've got on the go at the moment? So do you know whether no, they're going because to... I have no idea. In fact, I'll tell you something. I just sent out an email to an existing client of mine who I got last year. <clears throat> I, send, I sent out a senior vice president of sales. He didn't have an opening. He called me. This is a CEO of a billion-dollar company. He called me back and said, I want to talk to this guy. I said, do you have an opening? He goes, no, but I'll make an opening if he's the right guy. Boom. Most of the jobs that you want to – if you already – it's like the stock market. If you get a good hot tip on a stock, it's too late. You want to do it before, the, before you know the project's out there. Okay. Kathy Manis. I don't think anything has changed. Everything, everybody's looking, or the I feel the new recruiters are looking for a quick fix or some, you know, a tool that's going to help them make a placement. When really it's human contact, and you know, if if you're sending a resume that is totally off, you, you say, "Where did I miss the mark? Educate me here," you know, and and that's how you get those relationships built. Okay, Alex Moyle, you talked to uh, Claire Bush another uh, English person, and she seemed to disagree with some of what we're talking about today. She seemed to think that recruiting is not a process-driven endeavor. Paul's work sounds like it's process-driven. She said you need to have a personality. Now, he does have a personality, but really, do you need, do you need to have a flair, a personal flair? I, I don't think so. If you're sending out these you know, profiles of decent people... That's what the company's interested in. They don't care if you're the most boring person in the world. And what's the story there? I mean, I think you've got to have a, I think when you're doing digital marketing or email marketing, the flair needs to come across in the email that you, you write or the communication you use. When you actually end up speaking to the person on the phone, you need to be able to engage that individual. If you're boring, uh, if you're not interesting, if you, or if you have no interest in them, then clients aren't going to give you that chance because they have a choice uh, and they want to work with someone that they want to work with. Now, the exception to that is if you're working with a candidate that no one else has, they'll suffer the fact you've got no personality. But if you're recruiting the skill sets that other recruiters have, then they're going to choose to work with someone that they like. So I think personality is... I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm going to see what other people think. But first, I'm going to do an ad for my good friends at Hire Tool. That's H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire Tool, full-service sourcing tool. You tell it what you want, and it writes Boolean strings for you. I myself am not a Boolean string expert. I'm not, after all these years, right? So if someone else or a machine is going to do it for me, I appreciate that. And what do you get back after you, you know, use the hire tool? It goes through a ton of sites like Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, Stack Overflow, and it gives you back your results candidates ranked. The ones at the top are the ones who are closest to your spec, right? Then it also gives you more information that it guesses at. Who's going to be most likely to be ready to make a move? It tells you. 
What's their salary? It gives a guess. It gives a range, okay? And uh, I don't know why they're even paying me to do these ads, because Hire Tool is so popular that people are saying on these Facebook recruiting groups every day, I use Hire Tool. Hire Tool is fantastic. Somebody asked, what's a good uh, tool to find out people's email addresses and for, uh, phone numbers? Hire Tool. Hire Tool. You know, don't leave home without it. Hire Tool is great. Those are real quotes. Hire Tool is my go to. Just get it. You won't regret it. It's amazing. It's the best tool on the market right now. Okay? So if you uh, don't believe me, I will send you a list of those comments with the names. But in the meantime, I'm probably uh, speaking to the choir. I mean, everybody's heard about it. And H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L is a great tool. So get in touch with Nin Tran. If, you do, if you're not familiar with it, N-I-N-H-T-R-A-N, he'll do a demo with you for a half an hour. You bring in a search that you're having problems with. He'll run it through Hire Tool for you. You'll see what you get. And he is a good salesperson. He does not pressure you, okay? He's fun to be with. And that's it, HireTool.com. So where did I uh, leave off? Uh, I, uh, I said about the fact that you've got to have a personality. Oh, yeah. Who thinks and, you uh, have to have a personality? Who thinks you have to have a, uh, a personality to be uh, uh, a recruiter, okay? I if, do. If Paul Lip- yeah, okay, why? If you want to keep a person on the phone, you want to have a pleasant voice, a, de- a demeanor, you know, a sense of humor. If you're just flat, they're going to want to get off. Does anybody here agree with me that you don't have to have a, a, a good personality? Anybody? Anybody? I think you have to be very bendable. You're all alone on that one, man. Yeah, I disagree. Really? First of all, everybody has a personality. Maybe it's not going to work very well for you if you are very quiet, especially in an industry that requires so much interaction. Um, but, yes, a, per, a, a good, strong personality definitely helps. This is Paul. People do business with those that they like. If they don't like you, they're not going to want to do business with you. Paul, you, Paul, you are just you, living proof. Paul Lipman is living proof that what he just said is not true at all. The guy sends out emails to people he doesn't know, ah. and he's doing really well. He was boasting That's a few my... minutes about it. That he probably those emails does more than not... send emails. You know that's what? just to that's get, not to get that's no I agree, disagree I send the emails to get through the noise and to get get the attention then you have to get them on the phone okay <laughs> I, uh, the sales is you sell on the phone you market over email maybe it was the way I was trained but at the same firm they would tape record my calls and take me into a conference room and play them back to me and say now would you want to talk to you the key, the key, the key is not just having a personality. It's about being able to adapt your style and personality. So I used to, uh, I used to recruit, I used to recruit accountants, and when I was speaking to like AP clerks or accounts receivable clerks, and I'm, I'm, and they're really quiet, I used to hide under my desk so I didn't stand up and start sort of being dominant to them to make sure that I, uh, I, I was, I was. Calm, yeah, you know what? Quiet. I used to recruit. I used to recruit accountants as well, and I did not find them to be nerds and all those kind of things. I, I just, I, I don't know. I just think you have to know what you're doing. I don't think you have to have a good personality to be a, a recruiter. And I think what Paul told us is a very strong sign that that's true. Okay. Uh, well, uh, you Alex. can't be a jerk, though. 
<laughs> you can't. Well, if you're a jerk, a jerk, they're not going to want to do business I with you. I think they'd be a okay. jerk. You're just boring. I got to tell you. Well, you know, I got to tell you. There are some people who's there's people who call. Hey, animal. They leave messages for me, and I don't want to return those calls. I just find the sound of their voice sucks the life hey. out of me. Okay? There you go. Hey. There yeah. are people like that, but it's you know it's extreme. Other people are just not that interesting, but some people are awful. Okay, but you know what? If somebody's got something you really want, and you just have to deal with them a little on the phone, uh, I, I think most people would put up with it. So I got another question for you. <coughs> what about building rapport? Everyone is building rapport. What does that mean? You told us how you call people up. You say, hi, I'm Alex Moyle. I'm a recruiter. I want to do business with you. Well, is that building rapport? That's not building rapport. It's just being straightforward. Well, that's, that's, that's the opening statement. It's about what you say after that. So do you ask questions? Do you give them time to talk? Uh, and obviously, on a, on a cold call, it's difficult to build rapport. But on a follow-up email, you can build a bit of rapport. And you build rapport incrementally over time. It's, it's about finding a common connection uh, is what I would see rapport as. So the more common connections you have, the, the easier it is to progress in uh, a relationship. R- rapport is, is not just a matter of being comfortable with the other person and, and maybe also finding them interesting as well. Just yeah, what is rapport? Well, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's, it's a, it's an abstract concept, isn't it? I guess, do you have rapport? And, and rapport will be different at a personal level than it's it will be in work. So, the connection that you make. Well, that's really clear. That's really clear. Oh, it's a connection. Yeah, right. What does that mean? Why are you making fun of me today? I haven't called in for weeks, and I got a Kathy. Okay, uh, don't get mad. I was just joking with you before, okay? And now I'm just disagreeing with you in a humorous way. Don't be so sensitive if you're calling into the Recruiting Animal Show. You know that already, okay? Hey, I'm sorry. I know. Okay. It's not like we when you were when you were in the hospital we were sending a special energy from the show here every week. Okay? Not like we don't you care know, I about just you. Went to the hospital again last week, so it's been never I know, ending. I saw. Yeah, don't go back there, okay? Anyway, I, I got to do another ad. I got to do another ad, okay? And maybe someone will uh, got an idea for me about what building rapport means because what Alex my guest just said you know, that stuff about finding something in common, like, you know, you both like the same brand of potato chips, that doesn't mean that much to me. Okay, well, let me do my uh, my ads. My second ad for PC Recruiter, okay? You've heard from me about PC Recruiter today, and you've heard from me about PC Recruiter for week after week. I, they've been a sponsor for over a year, okay? So I'm just wondering what you remember from what I said. I'm just going to review a few of my slogans that I use all the time. Number one. PC Recruiter loves you, right? Number two, big or small, we fit them all. You can be a solo recruiter or a big recruiting team at a big corporation. PC Recruiter is made to suit everybody. And you know why? That's number three. PC Recruiter is configurable. They let you decide what your recruiting software is going to look like. They don't force their workflow management ideas on you. And you know why? That's number four. PC Recruiter believes in individuality and personal freedom. That's what I just sermonized about today. So go check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. Anyway, anyway, what, anybody, uh, Paul Lippman, got something to say about rapport, building rapport? I mean, yeah, you have to strike off a conversation. You know, uh, breaking the ice is important, but, you know, you don't have to do a ton of research. How do you break the ice then? That's how do you I usually tell them what I do, and I, 
Uh, I usually tell him what I do and ask him how come we've never spoken before. You ask him. Why? What's, yeah. like, what's the matter with Sometimes you? I'll do what's that. the matter with I'm you? I'm like, I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big deal. I'm a big deal. How come we've never talked before? No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. It worked. Okay. <laughs> they yeah, so, but you don't try to talk, you don't talk to him about the Toronto Maple Leafs or uh, the New York Rangers or anything like that. That's not yeah, your. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes okay. it depends, you know. Like if they're in New York, you know, you, you know, hey, um, you know, how, how's it going up there? You know, well, you know, how's the weather? You know, how's the weather? That's always a good one, right? Uh, I rarely use that anymore, but yeah, you know, come on, try to find something brief, just to get out of the way. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What about this yeah. idea that I that I read, Alex? I want wake up, Alex. I want you to listen to this too. I read okay. somewhere uh, this week. Somebody said brutal honesty builds trust. In sales, if you come across as brutally honest and set real expectations, your prospects are going to respect you. Paul Lipman, is that part of your, your report, building? <laughs> are you brutally honest or just honest? I'm honest. I'm not brutally honest. I, I probably need okay. to be, have a little more backbone and tell people what I really think sometimes, but I don't. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? You know, letting them off the hook. I mean, look, some of the good recruiters will say, look, you know, you said you were going to call me at this time. You didn't. Moving forward, yeah. we need to, we need to, we need to uh, do this right or I'm not going to work with you anymore. Alex Moyle, got yeah, that for me there? I, think, uh, I guess brutal would imply that you do it in a nasty way, but, but most recruiters could do it better with being brutally honest with clients about how easy it's going to be to find the skill sets that they want. Because most recruiters tell a client that finding a Latvian-speaking .NET developer based out of Albuquerque with two days a week in Toronto is going to be easy to find, where actually they could just do a telling their client, it's not that easy, you're going to have to work hard, and, but this is what I'm going to do to help you. I think Go that ahead, when Kat. you send candidates and after a week or two there's been no movement, I used to send spreadsheets and say, okay, this is, you know, talk about brutally honest, you know, your salary is way too low. You know, you need to offer reload, and this is after, you know, two weeks of talking to candidates. So you give them something tangible to look at, and many times, you know, they'll revise the the parameters. Kathy, I think sourcers are, are much more – sourcers are more brutally honest than recruiters because they have to go out and, and try to actually find the person rather than simply present them. Uh, Alex, still there? Yeah. Last question. What if the – First thing, the candidate, we're switching to the candidate now, they want to know is money, okay? Uh, Lou Adler says, shove it to the side. Never talk to them about money to start off with. Now, I'm going to put you on hold so I can do another ad before the show ends. I'll just add something. that I read an article about a woman in Europe. She's really sold on these chatbots. She said the first question people ask the chatbot every time is what's the salary? That's what people want to know. And all kinds of recruiting trainers are always saying, discount the salary. The salary is not the important thing. So now I'm going to talk to everybody about Hone It. Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, is phone interview technology. The candidate and the recruiter, they dial into the interview just like they would ordinarily, okay? And then they have a regular interview. Only thing is, it's recorded, so you have an audio recording. You don't have to worry about typing. You don't have to worry about taking notes. You don't have to worry that maybe you didn't hear every single word, okay? And listen to this. That audio is turned into a transcript, so you can read it, and you can search it for keywords. Again, 
No note-taking. You don't have to worry about that, right? And not only that, you can share the information with a bunch of people. Let's say you don't know anything about the technical uh, aspect of the job. You just ask the guy or the, the candidate the question, and then they answer. You don't have to understand it. You pass that information on in a recorded format to somebody else. And when you know there's a question like that that's really important, before you ask it, you press a button. After you're finished discussing that issue, you press another button, and it isolates that conversation as a clip, a separate clip that you can pass on to the whole team. All six people don't have to interview this one person and drag everything out over time asking the same questions over and over again, okay? And that'll make you happy. It'll make uh, interviewing and, and sharing information much more fun. Okay, so please check it out at honeit.com, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Alex, the question of the day, what about, yeah. what about, how much are they paying? That's the first thing people want to know. What do you say, Alex? So I'd, I'd give them the range. So I'd say it's paying somewhere between 80 and 90. I need to speak to you in more detail to learn where your experience fits within that range. Uh, okay, so, so you're, letting them, you're letting them know right away. You're giving them the real top end. But you're letting them know, hey, you might not qualify for that. Is that what you're t essentially you're saying yeah. to them? Yeah. And equally, my, the, 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 I may not, the range I give them may not be the whole range. I might be looking at what they do and thinking they're probably worth between A and B. No. So, but you, well, so Kathy, why do you disagree with that? Yeah. No, that's oh, Maureen. that wasn't me. That was somebody else. <laughs> that's Maureen. That wasn't was at me. At a conference. Maureen. Talk, probably talking to somebody hey. else. What, I what, am, I am. I Josh, I, Josh is sitting here with me. We're calling in. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. if you want to ask, it's, it's, it's yeah. two minutes yeah. left. <laughs> There's two minutes left. You, you made it to the show. We're talking about something specific. Uh, okay. So did you, okay. did, were you just saying no to, to disrupt, be a wrecker, to wreck things no. at the last minute? No. We have no. lots of wreckers. We have lots of wreckers already on this <laughs> show, Maureen, just so you know, yourself. okay? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Alex, <laughs> Alex, the guest, Alex Moyle. Let's finish yeah. off that, okay? okay? Okay. So, you don't really give them, you're one of these guys as well. I'm going to give you a range, but you low volley. You don't give them the top end. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, a, it's a dialogue, isn't it? So, you've got to give, I think, withholding the, withholding the number is suspicious and will, will, won't build trust, but giving them the number gives you the opportunity to open the conversation further. Uh, and, and that's really what you want to know is learn more about them, learn about what they want. Because when you learn more about what they want, you learn more than just the number. You learn about what they want from experience, from the environment uh -huh. that they work yeah, in. Yeah, you know what? i got a, such a problem with that because you're screwing around with the numbers, okay? And then it looks like you're lying uh, or you might turn the person off with the yeah. false number. I don't know. I, I, I find this salary thing unmanageable. If you give someone a range... The real range, they're going to want the top end and get insulted when they don't yeah. get it. If you lowball but them... But, but the key, the key animal is that you, you give them the range at the start, and then when they say, I want to go forward, you then agree the rate that you're going to put them forward at. And that might mean you have a disagreement about what they think they're worth. So it could be they want to go for the top end, and you say, well, I'll put you in at that, but there's going to be other candidates that are better. But if I put you in at 5K less, then you're going to look like a better value candidate, and your experience will stand out. 
So you, you, you use the range to get them into the conversation, but before you close the call, you get them to commit to a salary level that you're going to promote them to from a to the client. Really? Okay. Alex has a company called Nurture IT, Nurture It. Dot io nurture it dot io he's going to come back again it's all about how to manage your workflow okay you'll come back and talk we'll focus on that next time is that for real alex for real for it. nurture okay. it io cool okay. thanks a lot animal hold on wait a sec kathy manis thank you paul lipman thank you michael g cox thank you alan floor no thank you maureen and josh uh you called too late okay and alex moyle my guest thank you oh, okay animal was okay but the show itself i just same old thing as a recruiter there's there's nothing i'm going to now take to my desk and i am in a state of constant listening learning and applying that's my thing i got nothing from this show i'm not going to do anything new that's what i'm looking for in my (laughs) 